Hello there! Welcome to our transdimensional joyride. I'm Dr. King. I don't actually have a doctorate. I'm just <laughs> quoting the ride here. <laughs> I'm joined by my fellow paleontologist, Dr. King. I am not a doctor. I do have my master's, though, so um, I, I don't know. I guess I, I could put an M.A. at the end of my name, technically. Okay, I'm Kayla King. Hi. Well I'm, said. I'm, and, and Dr. Holly. Yeah, I've actually done archaeology before and dug up some old stuff. We just completed the unholy task of watching Dinosaur. <laughs> Welcome um, to the Animusings podcast where we have to talk about Dinosaur. Uh, actually, my husband, David King, I'm Kayla King, and we're joined by the amazing Matt Hawley. <laughs> uh, I think I'm outstanding, but not amazing. Outstanding, amazing, amazing. is pretty hard th- to live up to. I think you're amazing. I think you're amazing. Well, thank you, but I disagree. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but yes, we did commit the unholy act of watching Dinosaur. It's, if it's readily apparent right off the bat, we are not fans of this uh, particular movie. Movie, movie bad. Um, <laughs> okay, so that was a great review. Why don't we uh, go ahead and you know do get our plugs out of the way? <laughs> uh, follow me on my Patreon. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Um I'm gonna just jump into the history. That's it. Yeah. 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 We, okay. So we're we're just after Fantasia 2000, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and now we are uh, still in 2000, by the way. Makes sense. Uh, this actually started as a um, screenplay by Waylon Green, but um, the idea came out around in 1988 by with a uh, Paul Vorhaven. I'm butchering the name, but he is a well-known individual. Let's just say he's director of RoboCop and Starship Troopers. And the most popular movie of his, Showgirls. I am going to throw out there that the CG in Starship Troopers does look better than the CG in Dinosaur. (laughs) And to be honest, the CG in Starship Troopers still looks pretty good. It still holds up. Well, that's because it's used sparingly, you know? Well... Yeah, it's like Jurassic Park, right? Yeah, yeah. like it's it's a mix of you know practical it, and CG, uh, CG as it should be. Mm-hmm. But I'd forgotten this is you know what it's weird, but there's something about the way the filmmaking is done and the way it looks that yeah it does kind of make me think of Showgirls weirdly enough. <laughs> um, actually, the and that I, it goes nowhere and accomplishes nothing. Wow, it's a hot take. So um, then again, I haven't seen Showgirls, so I don't know if it's good or not. It, it's you amazing. You know, you should see it because they screen it in different places. What? It's a quote from the movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just different places. Different places. Right. Um, funny enough, yeah, uh, he actually conceived the idea with Phil Tippett, who would actually uh, go on to do visual. Th- what you know that name? No, it, it sounds familiar. Uh, he's done a lot. Like, he actually, he was a makeup designer on, like, Return of the Jedi, oh. as well as he did animation on Empire Strikes Back and stop motion animation on uh, A New Hope. But this also goes on to do, like, uh, he was a creative consultant for Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Um, he also did stuff for Robocop as well, which makes sense why he and uh, Vorheven would like, come up with the idea together. Uh-huh. Uh, but he also goes on to do uh, be a dinosaur supervisor for Jurassic Park. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. So, Wait, which Jurassic Park? Wait, the original. The original Jurassic Park. The original. One? Is that why there's an oblique, there's like an oblique Jurassic Park lake? At I, the end I of will the- get into that. So, um, <laughs> uh, Vorheven and, uh, like, made storyboards, and he actually projected the uh, budget to be, like, $45 million. 
for uh, this movie? Yes. <laughs> he pitched the idea to then Disney chairman Jerry Katzenberg. Or Jeffrey Katzenberg, I told you. I don't even care anymore. I look look the ghost of Jeffrey is gonna haunt this podcast for a long time. So By the way, so by he and it, he projects and if we ever have to talk about DreamWorks, you know we have to talk about Jeffrey again. So but I don't even think we're gonna get that far. I don't I don't wanna talk about DreamWorks. I don't wanna talk about Illumination. I don't wanna go anywhere near minions whatsoever. Just letting yeah. you know. Hey, uh but, I'll be I'll be perfectly frank to anybody who's listening right now. Um, we, to get through this movie, uh, Matt brought us a special little treat, um... I believe I'm pronouncing this correct, they were called Jinro, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a Korean alcoholic beverage, because the agony of watching this film was, was pretty bad. <laughs> we had to, we, we did admittedly drink our way through it a little bit. Now, I'm, I feel like I'm somewhere between states of... States Stuff. of mind. States of mind. States of being. I haven't had enough to really justify it, but I don't know. I could uh, be wrong. Anyway, hey kids, listen. Don't don't drink unless you're watching a really bad movie. In and which you're case, to- and you're over the age of twenty one. You're over the age of twenty one. Don't drink and drive. Yes, don't, yes. We're not going anywhere for a while, so we're okay. Oh yeah, I'm gonna stroll out to the beach. I mean, yeah. well, I, I I suppose when we get into our personal histories, if you'll understand why. But we're not. We've kind of only towed about towed the line about why we don't like this movie. But anyway, yeah. but. Okay, Vorheven <laughs> projected projected the um, budget to be forty five million. Wow. Guess what Jeffrey wrong. Katzenberg said? No, he wanted it to be budgeted at twenty five million. Jeffrey, 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 you fool! This is in nineteen eighty eight, by the way. So oh, this was a while wow. ago. Wow, in the eighties, huh? Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so, relatable. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it did actually go into development and. Uh, that's where uh, Whale and Green's sc- screenplay comes in. And it was originally planned to be, like, um, much darker and violent and actually more like a na- nature documentary. Would it, if, it, if this movie had just been uh, the Rite of Spring segment from Fantasia as a movie, that would have been I cool. would have loved that. Oh, Especially, yeah. like, no spoken dialogue. Something like something like Primal, where it's prehistoric and there's no dialogue spoken. When you say Primal... Just emotion, it would have been good. And when you say Primal, you mean the Gendy Tartakovsky... Yeah, Gendy's new new show, which, if you, haven't, if you haven't watched it yet, I highly, highly recommend it. I, I feel like animation fans would should appreciate what Gendy did, because he did Samurai Jack, he did the, the early stuff for the, the he, Clone Wars. Well, he, and he did Dexter's Lab. He's, he's yeah, he's, touched, been, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's, he's done a lot of stuff. He's a lot of things, and it's always, it's always pretty good. He's really good. Um, so in around 1990, um, Tippett and Voorheven le- left, and it huh. kind of fell into development hell. Um, Sounds like it. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the, the tricky, what we got, yeah. Well, the, well tri- the weird thing is, too, like, around that time, like, you know, if this was developed in the 80s, dinosaurs were really popular during the oh, late, yeah. late 80s, uh, early 80s 90s. 80s. Especially after Jurassic Park came out, dinosaurs were super popular. Well, that was, like, Actually, peak, that whole, was like peak dinosaur. Hold on. Hold that thought, because Jurassic Park does play a role in this. Okay. okay go on. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So it's in development hell, and the reason why is because um, it now it's still on – it's in Disney's – Plate. It's Disney is still has a hold on the script. Uh, Disney wanted it to be a cute talking dinosaur movie Ugh. where um, the directors and the people working on it, uh, writing the screenplay, were like, we we don't want it like that. Was the uh, Land Before Time out by this Land point? Before Time came out in 1987. 
Yeah, and that was, I mean, they had talking dinosaurs, but it wasn't exactly cute. It was kind of brutal. At some oh, no, point. it was dark. Yeah. But it's not, that's Don Bluth for you. Oh. And we will, we will get to Don. Oh, if only Don Bluth was as good now as he was back in the 80s. Yeah. So actually, so actually what kind of saved it, weirdly enough, was Jurassic Park. Or like, not saved it, but what... The interest in dinosaurs. No, 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 no. Oh. This film actually moved forward because of Jurassic Park. Because um, they were actually seeing what was going on. They realized, oh, wow, they're doing really good. It seems to be coming along well. And they're doing digital stuff. Maybe oh. we should do the same thing. Uh, I see where you're going with this. Yes. With like the, the, the real backgrounds with superimposed digital dinosaurs. That idea actually came about in 1996. Um, that, that was the idea like let's take, uh, let's combine live action scenery with computer generated oh, character animation. Imagine if this movie came out in 96, it'd be looking like Beast Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, these wars looked great at the time, but it's it's rough to look at now. Same thing with reboot. Yeah, oh, rough. reboots. But I, yeah, I, uh, it's wild though because like CGI cartoons are just kind of a thing. Remember Donkey Kong Country, the oh best my. CGI cartoon of the nineties? Sure, that yeah, was the, the absolute best CGI it cartoon looked, of the nineties. I hate to admit it, but it did look to a degree better than like Reboot and Beast Wars, that's it, for sure. I mean, what, the first episode came out in 98 or something like yeah, that? something like that. I don't so know. It, they had Cranky Con T-posing in a scene. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to animate him. Uh, they could probably only animate so many characters at once. So there's literally a scene where all the other characters are moving, and Cranky's just standing in the background with his arms at his side, just like... Mm. Yeah, not doing anything, but hell... <laughs> That's budget for you. <laughs> uh, someday, Matt, we will do the Donkey Kong Country cast where you and I will talk about every episode of Donkey Kong Country. Oh, I'm down. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Yes. Oh, screaming black there. Okay, that's okay. Then. We're good. We're still right, good. Continue, Kayla. So, um, uh, that's Eisner, who was now then the chairman at the time, greenlit it. Uh, the, they bought the visual effects studio DreamQuest images and then merged it with the feature animation department's computer graphics unit, and they together they created what was called the Secret Lab. Um, this film was created by 350 computer artists along with um, a lot of traditional cinematographers. They invented new software tools to create the dinosaurs and then placed them in then in live action settings as we discussed and they were shot in remote locations in California, Florida, Hawaii, Australia, Jordan, Venezuela, Western Samoa. You actually see Angel Falls at one point. So Was that in the prologue? Like I in the can, intro part? I, I'm pretty I have, sure that was Angel Falls. Well, I mean saw. they they really like trotted around the globe. For yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. A lot of okay. dedication. A lot of, I guess you could say on location shooting technically. Yes. Technically. Yeah. Technically, yeah. And technically correct is the best kind of correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I just want to bring this up. So one of the directors included um, Ralph Zanda, uh, Zondag. Sorry. Why did I think you were going to say Rob Zombie? <laughs> <laughs> could you no, could you imagine? Yeah. Rob uh, Zombie's dinosaur. So, Funny at this point, Rob Zombie was probably your finished shooting with House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. Oh, good point. Wait, uh, when did he do Beavis and Butthead? Like, he did the... Well, he didn't He didn't do that movie. He well, did he did the scene, scene from yeah. that movie. But, but that was like 97, 98? So, yeah, this he was going on during that time. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, uh, so Ralph Zondag, uh, he was an animator. He did a lot of animation on a bunch of different movies, in, including, like, Land Before Time and okay. a lot of Don Blue films. But he, is, he did direct... One other movie, and it is a dinosaur movie. 
What was this movie called? It's called We're Back, A Dinosaur Story. Yes. Hey, with John Goodman. I'll watch anything that has John Goodman in it, because that guy, like, that guy, well, hey. if you know John Goodman, you know where I'm getting at, but, like, I've seen a couple of movies where John Goodman was, like, scary, and holy crap, he could... He can do scary. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've, well, heard, I've heard you. If you're thinking some... this guy's not real, just imagine how I must feel. <laughs> just imagine. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my God. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It, it's dinosaur. It's hard to. We have to, we have to, we have to eliminate this review as quickly as possible. All right, keep going, keep so, going. So, uh, to promote the release of Dinosaur, um, this is why David referenced Countdown to Extinction the Animal Kingdom theme park ride was renamed after the film. The th- Countdown to Extinction theme park ride became known as Dinosaur. And it's still Dinosaur to this day. Really? Yeah. I think the reason it stayed so long is because it is probably the scariest ride at Animal Kingdom. It is interesting. It is easily the scariest ride. Is that ride. Avatar ride still going? Like, yes. Really? The James Cameron? I've heard thing? it's amazing. I have not we, ridden it. But the last time... Yeah, Kayla and I were at Walt Disney World. We actually did go into um, Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom, and we went to the the World of Avatar. How was it? It was really cool, but we didn't actually get to go on any of the rides because they had like three plus hour waits. Oh wow! Even yeah. by the time we got there, just which was like early a, in the day, just like a line for Avatar two thousand nine. But it was um, it was really cool. Like the attention to detail was really neat. I imagine it would look amazing at night. Uh, it's definitely somewhere I want to revisit uh, in the future if we ever. If we oh, ever yeah. go back to Walt Disney World, Hell. but if I think if. we will, yeah, that's a big if. I mean, in the before times when you actually were able to go to theme parks, <laughs> yeah, dear, well, um, it's life for you. Well, so the film was released May nineteenth, two thousand, um, and the budget was one hundred twenty-seven point five million, which was <laughs> at the time the most expensive computer computer animated film at. Yeah, I mean, that's... in the distance you could hear Jeffrey crying. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still pretty expensive now for a film in general. Oh, yeah. no kidding. So uh, domestically, um, it only made 137 million, but oh. it did really well internationally. It made a 212 million, so altogether it's about 350 million. So it did okay. I, I mean, it did that, good. That's the thing about about movies. Like dialogue might not translate well, but special effects always. Always do well. Yeah. And actually, that that was all of the reviews said this same thing. It was mixed, but the reason it was mixed was the story sucks, but the animation is gorgeous. That's what 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 was the consensus among well. reviewers. Now we watch it now and we think it it, it looks terrible now. But well, it just hasn't aged well. No, but no. For it's it, a twenty year old movie. Before it's yeah. yeah it is it's literally a twenty. Well, I, I shouldn't say that in that way because Starship Troopers still looks pretty good. <laughs> it's a movie that so the backgrounds look amazing because they're shot from real life. And they went to lots of nature. amazing locations. Yeah, amazing locations. But it's just it's twenty year old CGI, and even in Jurassic Park, you can kind of tell what's CGI and what's not. It's just CGI just doesn't end well uh, and well age well sometimes. Yeah. I agree with that. And with this case, it does not age well. At the time, it probably was amazing. It probably it looked incredible. probably looked beautiful for its time. But now it's it's very obvious. I mean, even Monsters, Inc., like the original Monsters, Inc., I remember seeing that in theaters, and that thing, it looked beautiful. It looked amazing. Seeing all the like the fur texture on Sully oh, yeah. was amazing. But when you look at the fur textures on the lemurs now, it's, it's kind of hard to look at. It's very mm-hmm. grating. 
And for me, what kind of really throws me off is they give... For the lemurs, it's not so bad with the eyes because they give them primate eyes. They give them eyes like us. But for the dinosaurs, they give them primate eyes. And it's just... It's very unsettling. Except yeah. for the predators. The predators all have, you know, reptilian eyes. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, they give the they give the herbivores... I'll just use herbivores in this context. Like anthropomorphic lips. Yeah. It's, it's kind of... It's, it's it's weird. It's very weird. It's very awkward. Okay. Yes. Before we delve into the movie, personal what, history. Personal histories. Uh, do you guys remember seeing this in theaters? I do. Did you? <laughs> I saw it in theaters. So, like I said earlier into the viewing, when I was a kid, like because when this movie came out, I was eleven years old. I wanted to see this movie because at the time, and this is a tragedy of becoming an adult. I like dinosaurs, and now when you're an adult, like, people don't care what your favorite dinosaur is, but when you're a kid, you know, people are like, what's your favorite dinosaur? And you'll say, oh, Ankylosaur, Tarnosaurus Rex, Brachiosaur. I care about what your favorite dinosaur is. What's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, you know, I have to go with Velociraptor, and it's only because of Jurassic Park, because they just, (laughs) they, well, they seemed really cool, like, able to talk to each other and communicate, which they accentuated in three, even though, I mean, the subsequent original Jurassic Park films weren't too amazing even though jeff goldblum is a let me let me just say jeff goldblum is a is a bomb of a man yes <laughs> he is um i didn't i didn't see this one in theaters like i said i wanted to see it as a kid in theaters but i saw it a couple of years later as like a tv movie and i'm like wow even back then i'm like this movie is kind of boring <laughs> My favorite dinosaur is the Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus is pretty rad. It's got that club tail. It's, it's got so a club cool. tail. It's got a spike, like a hard it's, exterior. It's a walking tank. It's really cool. Hey, I've always liked armad- them. It was an armadillo dinosaur. It's pretty. Cool. Yeah, it's that's probably why I like it. Kayla, do you have a favorite dinosaur? Um, mine. Uh, the problem is I've heard it doesn't technically count as a flying din or a, a dinosaur, but my favorite was always the pterodactyl. <laughs> A pterodon. I mean, there's a lot of different flying dinosaurs, but yeah, like, uh, what's it, Quetzalcoatlus? I know there's a dinosaur, like a flying dinosaur that, and this is the, the consumption of alcohol that's making me blank on its name, but it was, <laughs> it was huge. It was massive. I mean, Quetzalcoatlus had a huge wingspan, so like. Quetzal- well, Quetzalcoatlus is a flying serpent, so I guess it makes sense it makes for the name of dinosaur after Yeah, that. yeah. There's also, um, I, I always like, I know it's not a dinosaur technically, but I've always liked, um, the early flying uh, Archaeopteryx. 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 Yeah. So, like, I've always wanted to write a song about an Arche- Archaeopteryx, and uh, bleep this out if this is too um, too suggestive. But I want to call it sexual Archaeopteryx. <laughs> 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 it's it's basically a dinosaur love song. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> that's acceptable. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Kayla. Uh my background history. I saw this movie once, and I thought, even when I was 10, I thought this was bad. I never saw it again after this. Maybe it probably popped up on Disney Channel, like, while I was switching channels, and then I was yeah. like, eh. And, but I don't remember watching it after I saw it in theaters. I really don't. I thought yeah. it was bad and when I was in theaters, and then as an adult, I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. And I, from what I've confirmed with other people, they're like, no, this is bad, <laughs> and Rewatching it, yeah, it's still bad, but... <laughs> yeah, I was also 11, and I saw it in theaters. I don't remember why. I don't remember what... I don't remember it, if I was excited to see it or whatever, but I was like, yeah. oh, cool. And I remember being completely underwhelmed by this movie. 
Um, I was just, just like, but n- I mean, some of it looked cool, but like nothing of consequence felt like it happened. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about the story. I didn't remember who anyone or what anyone was. Not, none of the quote unquote humorous things made me laugh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw. I this have more out fun there. watching this movie now with you two than I have any any other point. I'm gonna so. throw this out there. We paused it at about an hour in just to kind of like take a bath and break, right? Or get like a drink of water. I realized that we were an hour in. I'm like, oh my god, nothing <laughs> has happened in this movie. An hour in, and there was like 20 minutes left. And I'm sitting there like, it genuinely felt like nothing has happened in this film. Its its pacing is like dinosaurs migratory being pursued by predators. And you can make that exciting, but nothing exciting happened. No. It was so just lackluster. And like the whole Aladar and like the, the, the female. Neary. Like, Neary. I had to look up these names. Yeah. Because yeah. I only they remember just, some of the names. Yeah. Because the plot is just so unengaging that the names just go in one ear and out the other. But like apparently they fall in love <laughs> over like two and a half minutes With of no, bonding. No, they don't even talk, barely ever talk to each other. There's no chemistry between these two dinosaurs whatsoever. It's like. It's just <sighs> unengaging. Okay, let's let's break down the plot just a little bit. But I don't, again, I can't imagine we're going to be here very long. Yeah. So essentially, the opening of the film is like we see our protagonist, Dino Aladar. It's kind of like a, a nature doc at first. It shows an iguanodon mother kind of like admiring the clutch of her eggs, and then you see a duck-billed dinosaur kind of follow something off into the forest and it's like, oh, this is beautiful. Oh no, Predator! There's a Carnotaurus here, even though they're Cretaceous and Iguanodons are Jurassic. And yeah. <laughs> at least at least I think I am. Correct me in the comments or whatever. I don't do podcasts. Just correct me in the comments if if I'm wrong here. And we see that the Carnotaurus chases off the herd of dinosaurs that happens to be there. He steps on the clutch of eggs and there's one left. What happens to this egg? It gets uh, it gets Rube Goldberg across the world to um, a colony of lemurs. In all honesty, that scene is actually not bad. I will say, I think what would have helped this movie is just nobody talked. Yeah, <laughs> if this movie had no dialogue, it would have been great. Yeah, like I I appreciated that the I, this whole part was the best part of the movie, and it was just the amazing journey of this egg from uh, being grabbed by um, oh my gosh, what's the name of the dinosaurs that. Steal eggs. Uh, it's just it was just like some sort of overraptor. Yeah, know. so so the overraptor steals the egg, falls into a river, almost gets eaten by a big thing. By a, I think it was a sarcosuch. I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was sarcosuchus like the big amphibian, or was it just it the like, giant crocodile? It looked like it. I'm not sure, but anyway, it it goes through the water, and then it gets plucked out of it by like what a pteranodon, yeah. and then it gets carried to this island, and then the pteranodon drops it amongst them some lemurs, and it cracks open early, and I'm like, okay, this. This first of all, would that have potentially killed the the baby? I guess not, but it did make the baby more obnoxious through the movie. I'm going to say premature hatching is what made him such an annoying character. <laughs> no offense to people prematurely. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I really, but I but um also another in another anachronism, uh, lemurs. Lemurs. Yeah. yeah. Lemurs. Well, no, no, no. Lemurs, I think, uh, I was looking up, I think lemurs did exist during that time, actually. Cretaceous? I don't know about Cretaceous that. Cretaceous lemurs. Uh, 
Well, would, the, would that set the movie in Madagascar then, or would we even have Madagascar well, I mean, at this the, point? There were there are lemur fossils in mainland Africa, and the only reason why lemurs existed is because Madagascar split off from Africa some millions and millions of years ago, mm-hmm. and lemurs didn't have to compete with monkeys, which is why we Fair. have lemurs now. Oh, uh, yes, actually, uh, uh, primates first evolved sometime between the middle of the Crustaceous and the early uh, Pelocene periods. So... Okay, I yeah. mean, that could work, I guess. Because uh, I'm looking at the evolution of lemurs, and um, um, as I'm going through it he- uh, here, um, uh, the closest relatives of primates are Plesiodemophora. I'm going through. They would have thought to evolve during the Eocene, based on the fossil records. I don't remember when the Eocene was. Uh that w- uh, that is actually during the Paleogene period, which is before Crustaceous. Cretaceous? Cretaceous, sorry. It's Crustaceous. I mean, a Crustaceous. The Great Crab. <laughs> I love the idea of the Great Crab period. Oh, Just I'm the waiting. crabs everywhere. When humans go extinct, the crabs are going to take over. <laughs> crab battle. Yeah, it'll be a regular mid-2000s fight. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they were actually there at the time. Okay, as I'll give it that. As far as we know, anyway. It's it's a little bit speculative, but whatever. Anyway, these these lemurs decide they're going to raise this dinosaur after the elder lemur almost almost drops him out of a tree. Yeah, he's like, we have to kill it or it'll eat us. And then yeah, and then as it and turns, then it pees on him. Yeah, it pees on him, and I guess it wins him over. You know, if I something peed on me, I probably might drop it immediately. <laughs> he's like, oh, ew. Well, there goes the. Uh, there goes. That would have been a much shorter movie, which would have been goes nice. The dinosaur. Yeah. Dead. This movie has a pee joke. Everyone, it begins. It has two. It has two. <laughs> it's bookended by pee jokes. Yeah, funny enough. Uh, the lemurs are. Look, uh, the rest of all these. Do they have th- names? Because we're going to use nicknames for them. They're mostly forgettable. There's Ma Lemur. Pa Lemur. And no, it's Grandpa monkey. Lemur. Okay, Grandpa yeah. Lemur, Ma Lemur, uh, uh, baby, baby, hold on, uh, baby little girl Lemur, and Meth Monkey. <laughs> yeah, Meth Monkey. And if you don't know who Meth Monkey is, just watch the movie and you'll figure it out very fast. <laughs> very fast. <laughs> if I might add. Gracie's here. She's uh, a Meth Monkey. No, she's not. No, she's not. Eventually, so we have like a mini KPG event. I'm probably pronounced saying that wrong, but it's meteor shower. Meteor shower results in the island that the iguanodon and lemurs live on gets destroyed. And we don't. We have some time where they try to do some character development and it doesn't work because, like, the iguanodon grows up with the lemurs and his name's Aladar, and he's like, that's the only name I remember. And well, among a few names I remember, and he's just like, and they do. A, there's a whole, there's a whole court. Okay, Gracie. We have a dinosaur here too. Yeah, we do. It's called Gracie. Shush. It's a Gracie-saurus. It's there's a whole there's a whole thing that happens where there's like a courtship ritual and and like some so the, the a meth monkey wants yeah. to get in with the rest of the other lemurs. But he, but he messes it up. And, meth uh, lemur. And he, because he's a two he's two on meth. Yeah, but he doesn't. He messes up the ritual. He doesn't get a girlfriend. Doesn't matter because everybody dies anyway. Yeah, it actually worked out for the best. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Uh, they end up going to the mainland. They made a herd of dinosaurs that's making their way to the nestlands. I know it feels like we're glossing over this, which is really not that much to yeah, talk about. Yeah, but really, that's it's exactly like a semi. The only semi sad part is when the little lemur is like going oh, 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 and like calling back toward the island, but gets no response that's from on the other lemur. Fire! The island's yeah. 
burning in the night. Oh, that's kind of sad. I remember in the movie being like, oh, that's kind of sad as a kid, but not letting it affect me. It, It has its moments, but whenever people say a movie has its moments... Dinosaur is a special exception because its moments are very few and far between. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. And they're very small. Like, they only last a few seconds. Like, they are not... This movie does not have... I, I feel like the story is just so underdeveloped. Like, that's... I feel like that's the definition of this movie. The story is underdeveloped. The characters are underdeveloped. And as a result... The focus went way too much into the animation budget, which, just letting you know, based off like 20 years have passed, the animation has not held up. So, and I feel like that's going to be the same for Avatar as well. Let's be honest here. I feel like at some point, maybe it'll be a little longer, but I don't think the animation will... I don't know. I'd have to watch Avatar again, right? I agree, though, only because um, there's one moment in particular that I've already pointed out that you see... Um, this is before the meteors. You see Aladar and Meth on the beach, right? Meth. I'm just gonna call him <laughs> Meth from this meth. point on. Okay. So Meth is on the beach, and, so they're, and they're they're talking to each other. Do you other. want me to give the real names? No. <laughs> I mean, no, you can't. Okay, for for the sake of because this is a technical, technically a historical podcast. So his, uh, so Aladar is the Iguanodon hero. His mother, adopted mother, is Pleo. His adoptive uh, grandfather, I guess, is Yar. Zinni, Yar. Zinni is his uncle, which is the which is Meth Monkey, <laughs> and Suri is his adoptive sister, who's voiced by Hayden Panettiere, hmm. which you 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 would know her as the. I mean, she's done a bunch of shit, but or she's done a bunch of stuff, but she's you would guys know her as Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts. What? Yeah, that's Kyrie. Okay, she's done a lot of... When she was little, she did a lot of roles. Like, she was in uh, Friday Night Lights, if I recall. Like, I, I remember her being in a lot of different, like, uh, football movies. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's gone on to do a, a bunch of other stuff. I know she was in a... Uh, she was in a Ice Princess and um, some cheerleading movie. I don't know. Like, a lot of girly films. <laughs> but, yeah, that you guys would know her as the voice of Kyrie from Kingdom Hearts, so... I mean, Haley Joe Osmond voiced a character from Kingdom Hearts 2, and he still does to this day. Yeah. He seems like a chill dude, actually. Like I don't know him very well. I just know he got his head beaten into a sink in uh, The Boys. Oh. <laughs> Which is a good show. I, rec- I actually just recently <sighs> saw him in the film, or not the film, the TV show, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. He turns into a zombie. Oh, that, oh that's right. Interesting. Yeah, that's right. That was... Oh. Actually, it was weird because you also mentioned uh, the voice of Aladar goes on to do what was it, Jack or Daxter? Uh, no, that no, was no, no. Meth Monkey. Meth, Wait, Mon- Meth Monkey? Meth Monkey is the voice Zinni? of or whatever. Uh, Daxter. Uh, Daxter. Da- Actually, that makes so much sense that he would be a crazy weasel so, or Otzel. He's so, an Otzel. So the so the actor who plays him is Max Casella, and he's the voice of Daxter and Jack and Daxter. That's a much better role. He's done other like TV shows and all that. Um, the voice of uh, Aladar is DB Sweeney. Who, um, I don't recognize any of his credits, to be honest. I'm, like, going through it right now. Uh, eh. He was in a Tales from the Crypt episode. I don't think I've seen, I saw that NYPD one. NYPD Blue, it looks like. Yeah, he's on a lot of, like, uh, TV shows, it seems. Um, 
House. He was in House. Uh, he was in Criminal, Criminal Minds. Um, okay. But it's always like minor roles. 24. Okay. So. But, oh no. Oh no. He was, well, okay, we're going to. What'd you find him in? What'd you find him in? So he, okay. Tekken 2. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, what? He was Aang in Legend of Korra? Interesting. He was adult Aang? He's adult Aang in Legend oh. of Korra. Well, that's actually a pretty good role then. Yeah, good yeah. for you, man. Uh, no, but the bad the bad part is um because uh, we will discuss Ayn Rand in this later on. But oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> he was John Galt in Atlas Shrugged Part Two. No! <laughs> All right. So speaking of Ayn Rand, eventually Eladar and his survivor lemur friends, which just happens to be all the lemurs that get named. Uh, they make it to the mainland. They end up joining a herd of dinosaurs, which are migratory to the nesting lands, led by Kron? Was it Kron or Kron? It's either, I think it's Kron with an N. Yeah, it's so. Kron, and he's voiced by Samuel E. Wright, who you would know as Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Just without yeah. a Jamaican accent. Yeah, yeah, just without the accent. But Kron is like a very weird Ayn Randosaur. Yeah. Like The weak are all there to make sure the strong survive by basically if they fall behind, well, whatever. They'll slow down the predators or whatever. It's, yeah. He is very like, he there's was, a very Randian philosophy there. Well, then he was just an unengaging villain. He was the, I'm the leader of this group and I'm being challenged by an up and comer and I feel threatened by that. Mm. Which is, oh, mm. I mean, when you, when you have the old lying being, being challenged by a young bull, you can do some interesting stuff. Yeah, but, but he was—he uh, was kind of—he was kind of a budget uh, antagonist for this one. He was just—I'm just a jerk, and I'm just going to be a jerk for the rest yeah, of this. But like, he, this is how I believe survival goes. He, and he's apparently—I don't know what his re- exact relationship is with um, um, the main female character. Yeah, Nira. 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 So Nira is voiced by Juliana Margulies, and uh, I'm looking at her. Um, filmography right now. Again, not much that I recognize her from. Uh, she's done a couple stuff, but... Um, she did a fine... She did a serviceable she, job in fine. this otherwise she, she just throwaway fine. role. She does fine as the boring love interest. Um, but, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so, uh, but then there... Um, I think the two uh, elderly dinosaurs um, are probably more prevalent uh, They're more interesting, for sure. They are. Uh, one is the um, uh, Brachiosaurus, played uh, Baleen, voiced by Joan Plowright, who, um, she's done a bunch of, she's a, she's a dame, by the way. Uh, she was knighted. But that's because her, uh, she was married to Laurence Olivier, so. Oh, she was married to Laurence Olivier? Yeah. Wow. And then Della Reese um, is the voice of the um, uh, Styrocosaurus, uh, Ema. And if you guys don't know do, who Delores is, go away. Uh, no, <laughs> wow. no, she's known. Uh, her her claim to fame is touched by an angel as um, the lead angel. So that, yeah. at least that's what I know. She's done a bunch of when other stuff. You walk down the road, every burning every. <laughs> other than that, like that brief synopsis, I feel there's not much more to the film because they. So they roll around. They're supposed at the speed to, of sound. They, <laughs> they they find this what's supposed to be a great lake. Oh no, the lake is right up. But Eladar, for some reason, figures out that the water is underground. They well, he has he has the lemurs to help him. Like the lemurs are like, hey, there's water here too. And then they like go push, push, push on the ground, and then water comes up. Yeah, water comes out. Okay, cool. Oh no, the Carnotauruses are coming. We better move. Do we so, do we like that? 
Elidor has... Do we a, like the, that the Carnotauruses are in this uh, rather than T-Rexes? I do have to give this movie credit for using Carnotauruses. I appreciate that they use something besides a T-Rex to actually be a predator in this. They do have raptors at some point, but they're not that big an issue. They, they spook Elidor at the beginning, like one bites his butt or whatever. Um, <laughs> but... Kron's like, oh no, the Carnotauruses are, are coming. We have to keep moving. If the old people get left behind, well, sucks to be them. And Elder is like, dude, old people rock. Why are you leaving them behind? <laughs> there, uh, there are more interesting characters than the rest of uh, us. Yeah. There's, we also forgot about Earl the Ankylosaur, who's just a dumb yeah, dog. He's a dog. He's the dog. and Which is weird because wasn't Spike an Ankylosaur in The Land Before Time? Spike oh, was, a, Spike was right. a, no, 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 no. Spike was a Stegosaurus. Okay, was he? Spike was a Stegosaur. Right. Yeah. But, he never talks. Yeah, but. but he he was the dog. Earl's the dog, so he doesn't talk. He just acts like a dog. Like Gracie. They end up finding Brudon, or Brudum, who was the... the He's the right-hand man. The right-hand of... man of, like, Angrandosaur. And they find him injured, and they're like, oh, no, Conotaurus is, but I, I think he just fell. I don't know if uh, he get, yeah, because it seems weird that he would, like, still be alive and the Conotauruses wouldn't... Because there was two... There's two Conotauruses. Yeah. And they're stalking the herd, and, like... They end up like killing one of them. Uh, and by the way, this this doesn't shy away from sometimes showing like the like I actually like that scene where they find one of the herd yeah, Brudon, dead. Brudon and and another iguanodon are kind of scouting the area, and they get ambushed by the Carnotauruses. And off in the corner, as Brudon is running away, you can see a Carnotaurus take a chunk out of the other iguanodon and just it, consume it's a, it. It's kind of in silhouette, but at yeah. least they like don't shy away from the fact that these it's eat or be eaten out here, like yeah. literally. Um, but yeah, um, so they, Brudon, um, ends up, the, the, he gets left behind, and I don't remember if he got crunched on or if he just fell, but Aladar's not gonna leave him behind either, so they end up pushing him into a cave. Yeah, they end up chilling out in this huge cave. During a thunderstorm. That yeah. is a good, I, visually that is an interesting scene, because I like the way the water looks, because it's, yeah. again, the real... Scene. I feel like the best animation is the background animation. Because <laughs> it's not actually... Well, like, nothing beats real life, right? <laughs> well, well, okay, okay. I mean, like, what I mean is, like, the water scenes actually look don't look too bad. I think, actually, like, the destruction that came with the... Uh, the for, from the, um, like... The meteor? The meteor, yeah, shower the meteor shower actually didn't look terrible. I, the problem is the focus isn't on that. The focus is on these terrible-looking dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. That reminds me. Sorry, I started to make this point earlier. But the re- moment I realized this didn't age well was you see Aladar and uh, Dax- uh, uh, Daxter, Mucky, Daxter right? on the beach. I'm just going to call him Daxter because it's a much better character from yeah. like, another game. Um, they're another on the beach game. <laughs> for another game. Yeah, because Dinosaur is a game. And they're on the I beach. I mean, it was, but go ahead. <laughs> they're on the beach. And they all look fairly clear. The background, the real life background they're on looks like weirdly pixelated. Like it's in a, a different definition than the, than the yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, really and did. it's like, I'm like, oh my gosh, get your, you know, tighten your resolution here a little bit, movie. Come on. Sure. I can really tell that this is like, they're not in the same space. The compositing is not good. So just, ugh. Anyway, sorry. We're, let's get back to the present. Yeah, so continuing the story, they're all holding up in this cave and it's Aladar... His lemur family, Brutum, the injured Iguanodon, the Brachiosaur, and the Triceratops. They're hanging out in the cave. Carnotauruses show up. They're like, oh no, we gotta move. So Eladar wakes everybody up, pushes them back towards the cave. Brachiosaur bumps a 
something in the cave, which causes the rock, like a rock to roll the cave. The Carnotaurus is like, aha, they're in there. We're going to go in there and we're going to eat them. Yeah, because we're predators. And they roll in there. Boonum's like, the well. The predators never talk. Yeah, the predators don't talk at all. The herbivores share a common language, but the predators don't, That's I guess. That's weird. Herbivores uh, speak herbivore and carnivores speak carnivore. Sure. And they don't understand each other. So... Like, Brutum's like, I'm gonna be a hero and sacrifice myself to dis- to end the, the Carnotaurs. Real, real quick, though, I will say, for me starting to find character connections in this movie, besides, like, the old dinos who are alright, yeah. Brutum having that nice little character, I was like, okay. Yeah, too I'll... bad I didn't really care about yeah, him. Yeah, I didn't really care about uh, him either, but he I went mean... from being henchman lackey character yeah, to like... Do, like, we only spend very little time with them, yeah, so he doesn't have... We don't spend enough time with anybody in any significant way to make yeah. it matter. So. Oh, I still took a shot for him, though, when he caused that cave and killed one of the Carnotauruses. Yeah. But then another problem comes out where, like, the remaining dinosaurs in the cave are trapped in the cave. Cue the Brachiosaur to be like, hey, we ain't dying in here. Guess what? I'm huge. And she knocks a hole through the wall. Finally using those big old sauropod legs to actually stomp something, <laughs> which I was yelling about the entire movie. She could easily clobber most of these things. Carnotaurus comes at her, she just lifts up, boom! Yeah, smacks him with his tail and then stomps on his face. And then they get to, they finally get to the Great Valley and can eat yeah. all the tree stars no, no, they no, want. No, no, it's called the Nesting Ground. The <laughs> Nesting Ground. The, yes, the Nesting which Great Valley. Which has a Jurassic Park lake in it. <laughs> Eldar's like, oh man, this place is so cool. Oh no, the herd's going the wrong direction. I better go back and help them. So he trots on back and they're like, ah, we're going to climb this mountain to to get to the nesting ground. And Eldar's like, wait, we saw the other side of that mountain and it's just a sheer drop. You're going to fall to your deaths. Q Crom being like, are you questioning my authority, boy? And Eldar's like, Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're about to fight then, and they fight, and Nero's like, Kron, you're a jerk. I'm following Aladar. I will say, the fight would have kept going, but Nero actually, like, totally kicks uh, Kron's butt. He knocks, she... She deals the finishing blow. Yeah, she ends the fight. She sucker punches him, and he's just like, he's so caught off guard, he's like... What? Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. So... (laughs) What the hell? They turn around to leave, the Carnotaur, the remaining Carnotaur shows up. And he's like, all right, I'm going to eat you, Bella. And I was like, hey, how about we just yell at him and he'll go away. <laughs> and then they all just go, ah! Yeah, they seriously yell at the Carnotaurus. Ah! And the Carnotaurus is like, I don't want to deal with that. Oh, hey, Kron's still climbing the mountain face. I better go eat his ass. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> so the Carnotaurus starts rolling to Kron. Elder's like, oh, no, I'm Randosaur. We better go save him. <laughs> And they they go and like he believed so much in the free market. We have to yeah. Help. So they they go and they have a kerfuffle with the Carnotaurus, and add this to your plummet counter because the Carnotaurus like actually falls, down falls a cre- to his death. No, I'll, I'll cue the plummet he, counter. He falls down a crevasse. <laughs> yep. And and unlike a lot of plummet counters, we actually end up seeing its broken body. Yeah, we bottom. see its body on the bottom. They're so like, that's a that's another one for the plummet counter. One I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Kron just happened to die during the entire engagement. He, he, like, he was lightly bumped against a so, rock, and that killed him. I yeah. had to look this up. Like, what is Kron's relationship to Nero? That's not made clear. According to Wikipedia, Nero's his sister. What? Huh? What? I'm sure that probably got brought up, but we once. Were, 
too too busy yelling at how dumb the movie was to actually pay attention to it. <laughs> I know we 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 can't. It's, look, we're not. We try to be objective. To, we try to be fair, but this movie just puts us to sleep. We had to make our own fun. Look, look, I like the last movie that I watched where I just really I could not get into it and was bored, and it, that was probably our shortest episode, which was like twenty minutes. Uh, which was um, uh, victory through air power because I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie. I think Victory Through Air Power is a more enjoyable movie I'd just because of the historical angle. I'd rather it. watch Victory Through Air Power than this movie. The only reason this is probably longer is because we're just joking about it. I had to give the history, and Victory Through Air Power was a Disney... Uh, uh, Disney Animes Plus. Plus. Thank yeah. you. Uh, and anyway, let's, let's put a cap on this one. So, after the Carnotaurus gets disposed of, Kron gets bumped by a rock and just dies, like, horrifically, I guess. <laughs> and we just kind of, like... He gets no last words. He's just he's just dead. Yeah, like, Nira pokes him, like, in the face. And he's like, oh, that guy's dead, I guess. They they go back to the nesting ground. It, like, cuts to the nesting ground. And Aladar is welcoming his children into the world. This his, is, like, a while His later. grandfather, Tasha Yar, hold, <laughs> <laughs> uh, points to everybody, whoever gets that. Uh, holds up the iguanodon and is like, oh, what a cute little dinosaur!" and it pees on him. He's like, yeah, it's his father, all right. <laughs> and it shows other dinosaurs hatching, showing that they all live happily ever after until a certain asteroid comes to town. And that's how the, the movie ends. first asteroid didn't kill them yeah, all. Yeah, and that's pretty much how the movie ends. And it's about as exciting as it sounds. It was just a... It's very under... The story is underdeveloped. It's not. It's very mundane. It's the very boring. The characters are all cookie cutter. There's nothing. They're not even cookie cutter. They're like half baked at best. Oh. oh yeah. And even the characters that are kind of likable are just likable mainly because of the actors behind them. Again, yeah. our Styracosaurus character. Um, what's her name? Delores. Yeah, the one Delores voices. I was I was commenting. I'm like, damn, that dinosaur's got a soothing voice. Yes. I like that. Yeah. She and the thing is, yes, the. Probably at the time, the animation was great. It does not hold up. And when animation does not hold up, that kind of means that this movie is there. It has basically, it's not timeless. It's, it is, compl- it's not just dated, it's carbon dated. It's, it's a little, it's a little fossilized, if I do say yeah. so myself. <laughs> I mean, there are some movies that still hold up, like uh, Rango. I don't know if you ever watched that. I did a long time well, ago. Well, it came out like almost 10 years ago, and it still looks pretty good. Starship Trooper still looks good. Jurassic Park still looks good. Yeah. Um, it's just that they were, I think they relied too much on CGI, which, which kind of still. Uh, well, the word uh, I was going to say stands the test of time because a lot of movies tend to. Well, okay, I think it, I think it's less. Um, I think the problem is there's a lot of CGI movies out there that I think will stand the test of time, but that's because they have a good story connected to it. They focus way too much on let's make it look as amazing as possible for today. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years, twenty years or so. Yeah. Doesn't it, age well. Mm-mm. So, long story short, you want to watch a good dinosaur film, watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> watch Land Before Time. Land Before Time. You want to watch a good animated dinosaur film, watch The Land Before yeah. Time. Uh, I, hell, I think the CGI and walking with dinosaurs might be better. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to watch, you want to watch, uh, uh, arguably fun, if not, not good, but fun animated dinosaur movie, there's We're Back, a dinosaur story. Yeah, that one... 
Again, you mentioned Goodman. I haven't watched that in years. Yeah, I'd have to We should, we should it. watch it sometime. That'd yeah, be fun. Watch it with Suburbia, Suburban Dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Matt, for joining us on this podcast. Um, you're probably the best person for this to help us get through. Yeah. Uh, thank you for supplying us with some, some, some liquid gym. courage. Yeah, liquid, liquid courage, as it's called. <laughs> so good news is, the next movie we're reviewing is remarkably better. It's The Emperor's New Groove. Hey, that has John Goodman in it. Yay! Hey, there you go. Perfect. It all came full circle. Watch. Awesome. One hundred and five minutes of Super Mario Brothers in the can. Can't believe we did it. Uh, what's next? Obviously, Dunson checks in. Oh, you mean the nineteen ninety six ape film directed by Ken Quapis? That's right. We're gonna watch it one minute at a time, and for each minute that we watch, we're gonna find a film that pairs nicely, like a, a wine with a fine dinner. Sounds great. See you next week. Dunstan checks min. Dunstan checks min. Dunstan checks min. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.